So Loretta, welcome to the call to Unite. I just want to give you the floor. I want, to he I want the world to know how you grew up, how you became the woman you are, and the gifts and skills and qualities you want to share with the world now to challenge us all to be more like you. You know, Tim, I grew up as a person with intellectual disability and since social isolation outside of my family and outside of my love Special Olympics with my athletes or over six million of us around the world, I've seen social isolation. People are experiencing social isolation today like they never experienced it before. If they could take one thing from this, from this COVID-19 experience, is that our world is getting cleaner. You can see the pollution dropping down. But what they don't see is what people live with intellectual disabilities all their lives. Being socially isolated, in public. At home, like I said, I was always in the thick of things. But when I stepped out of my door, I was socially isolated. I had no connection. And then as I went to high school, I'm wondering how was my life going to be? Still today, when I go certain places, I still feel like I'm isolated, whether I'm getting on a Greyhound bus. But now I learned how to channel that differently because people like to talk and people like to meet. And you can't do that anymore unless you're six feet apart. But when I'm on a bus today, I'll hear somebody talk about sport. And I can say, oh, I know about that sport. And it brings us together. It unites us. What unites people is sport food and music. And during this time, we don't have that gathering with our families. My family, how I connected with the world was through sport. And I was asked by somebody, Loretta, I think you'll like this. This will be the best pill there's ever been for you. And it was a thing called Special Olympics, which started in 1968. I started in 1970. And it was the best thing I had. We talk about isolation being separated. But when I come together with my athlete friends, they learn from me, I learn from them. We end up teaching. People who come into the program think that they're going to teach us because we have an intellectual disability and we don't know. And here we're working hand in hand and we're teaching each other. When I think about social isolation, I think about sitting in my little tiny house by myself during this situation, and I have been blessed. We're going to unite. We're going to come back together. We're going to be one. We're going to be people who are going to be able to socialize if you have the faith. And where I drew my faith, where I drew my strength was number one, through God. Number two, through my family. Number three, through something called Special Olympics. People hear your story and they hear the story of you being called names as a child, being thrown out of school, ending up in fights. People hear this enormous discrimination that you've experienced as a woman, as a person of color, as a person who's intellectually different, wiser than most, but different than most. Uh, but you present as a person who's confident, who's happy, who's strong, who's loving. Uh, if you were telling people one strategy, one way in which you have found to develop that strength, what, what, what's your secret? What's one strategy we could all try? I think one strategy we could all try is listening to others who people think are assume that they don't know or they don't have the wit. And when I listen to somebody, I, I can just say just through Special Olympics, when a coach said to me, Loretta, I want to give you a chance. He says, I want you to sit down and think and think for yourself. 
if it wasn't for him, I don't think I would be sitting where I am today. And you know, Tim, like your mother, she always said she wants everybody, she wants everyone to have a part. And like I said before, what brings people together? Food, sport, and music. I love that sport, music, and food bring us together. So what I'm, what I'm left wondering, Loretta, is um, in your world, you've seen people come together from different countries, uh, people from warring countries come together, people who never met come together and they smile together and they high five together. What's, what, what, what's the secret to getting people who don't understand each other to unite? I think the secret is, Tim, there is no secret. It's just that we got to learn through this situation that we have to learn. One thing we all take out of the situation that we'll be more adamant to learn about others. I never forget when I went to a, a World Games and I had little dollar store watches and I gave one out to an athlete from Iraq who's basically, we didn't know if he, was going, he or she was going to get home safe. And we were fighting Iraq the United States against Iraq. And here I am talking a few Arabic words to this person and not open their world. If we could just take one minute or a couple of seconds of our time when we see somebody to say hi with a head or wave a hand, I think that makes a difference and that starts to unite people, bring people together. You always amaze me with stories like that. So you've got a, a watch at the dollar store. And you know, a lot of, us, a lot of people watching this don't have a lot of money. They might have a dollar that they can spare. And maybe a $1 watch given to someone who you don't know or who might think you don't care about them might make all the difference, might shift their hearts. It's such a powerful thing. I know you do a lot of crocheting, right? You do, when you're on your free time at home, tell us just quickly what you do. In my spare time during this time and way before the isolation from COVID-19, I've been knitting these little preemie caps. Of course, this one's not quite finished. And they go to hospitals, uh, three different hospitals, one in Pittsburgh, one in North, North Dakota, and of course, my own hospital where I was born. And I make these little hats. And then any woman who has a baby that's premature, they'll get one of those hats. And I will never see one of those babies. And I'll never see one of those women. But I know I'm doing something for mankind. But you don't need to do things like that. How about a nod of the head with a smile? A smile goes a long way. I never smiled as a kid. Till my teacher says, Loretta, smile. It takes less muscles. Loretta, you have a beautiful face. Smile, simple. A wave of the hand, a nod of the head. You don't need that. If you do that, walking past somebody on the street, they'll recognize that one time. And they'll say, that person over there, over there always smiles. And you can open up a world without handing a trinket. You could do so much for our world, a nod of a head. I'm running down the street, wave my hand. Nod of the head, a wave of the hand. Smile of the face. Trinket. But you've done so much more than that, Loretta. Giving freely to little children born in enormously difficult circumstances. It comes back to what Special Olympics has given me. You gave me hope. Loretta, in a time of pain, in a time of uncertainty, in a time of struggle, a time of economic challenge, a time of loss, you are the pill that has come to us freely tonight. Thank you for being you 
and thank you for continuing to inspire me, my children, my wife, my brothers and sisters, my entire family, and indeed the world. Loretta Claiborne is a call to you tonight. Thank you, Loretta. May I ask one thing before I leave, is to go to our website, specialolympics.org. Absolutely. <laughs> because you can see what Special Olympics is doing to reunite our world. With the the inclusion revolution, exactly. exactly. The people who were the first to join the call to unite way before tonight, today, have been the athletes of Special Olympics, our greatest teachers. You've seen it here tonight. Thanks, Loretta. Thank you. Thank you.